Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. She's moved everything to the damn cloud. We have tons of free space. We're back after a week off. Oh, my God. What are we going to get into today, Natasha? Oh, my gosh. So, like, you know, I was on vacation this past week. It was spring break for the girls. Um, So we went down to Florida, stayed in the panhandle. And I know you were in Maine. But, like, we were just talking about this on our little private show before the show. Like, it's nice to go on vacation. But especially if you're the only parent there. It is the exact same thing, but in a prettier place. Like it's a hundred percent work, just in nicer surroundings. I mean, is that that's true for you too, right? Oh, I, I actually said to my mom and my brother because I was like you said I was in Maine, and yeah, you're just and not only that, but you know this as a single parent. I'm I was single parenting it for ten days. You know, Schman's back here. I was like, I am looking forward to going back to LA because I need him to go to daycare for a day. Like, I need a break. It's so, it's so much. I don't know how. I don't know how mothers did it years ago and had to stay home with their kids. It's because, you know, it's the same stuff, right? Like, he wants you to play with trucks now. Now he's like bringing our hands over and he wants us to play with him, which is fine for like 20 minutes, but I don't want to play fucking trucks. You know what I mean? I'm not great at playtime. Playtime is tough, especially with a boy because it's all like, cars and racing and trucks like yeah (laughs) I was glad to be back it was awesome to see my family I love being in Maine because it's very recharging but yeah you just are you're taking care of your children in a different location that's all it is yeah it's still I want a snack I'm hungry I'm bored yeah bedtime routines all of it yeah I know yeah so anyhow it was I know it's got me thinking about summer I'm like oh I need to find summer camps for Harry because I can't get anything done with him home all day long. Nothing. Now that he's in school, I'd forgotten like, ooh, this is this is challenging. No working out. Like, forget that. And just, I feel like, I don't know how you feel, but I totally needed, when I got back, Dan's been taking him for two days so I can just, just my body, just like, I, do you get stress in your neck and shoulders? 
watching oh them, gosh. you know, making sure that they're, you know, because KJ's too, right? So exploring so many things and all that stuff. Yeah, you're carrying them. And yeah, I know. It's mm-hmm. no, absolutely. Um, I have so much. To, it's like you get back and there's so much to do to catch up on from being gone. But thankfully, Harry's was with his dad yesterday and is again today. And I'm like, okay, I have two days where I need to get the house back in order, get everything washed and unpacked. But at the same time, I'm like, I need two days to lay down and binge watch TV. Yes. And it's like, I need vacation after the vacation. Yes, it's so hard. It's so hard. I know. So oh yeah, it was it was great going to moms sure, know moms know they get it moms know I'm sure Florida was nice too because you got was the weather mm-hmm. good? It was a little chilly, but you know I am oh. I have very I have no tolerance for cold water whatsoever. It has to be a bathtub for me to be in the pool. Oh, but yeah. it was even chilly for the kids. Like they they went to the beach, they would get wet, but they wouldn't really swim in the pool because it was in like the 60s, maybe 70s, but not always sunny. Yeah. So, I mean, first world problems. First but. world problems, yeah. The pool I, I gotcha. wasn't warm enough. <laughs> but the usual complaints from kids, you know. Um, oh, yeah. All right, well, we both have things that are going on in our lives. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Because I want your opinion on something. No, let's start with you because I feel like mine, like I want to get into, I had an interesting conversation with my family about nature versus nurture, especially when it comes to mental health, it got a little heated. So I need your take on it. But let's start with yours because I want to hear all about this crazy speech pathologist. I want to know what you're ready to fire before she even starts. I want to know what you would do. So speech therapist, KJ speech delayed. I've talked about this. A lot of mamas are like, my, my child was too, like just, you know, get them in the program. They'll get up to speed. Okay. So we go through LA County one of the great things about living here, they have tons of free programs for your child if they have any sort of um, learning challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we get assigned a speech therapist. I'm on vacation. She texts me on vacation and she goes, okay, I'll see you next week. But by the way, everybody in the home, because she's coming to us, and it's for six months, one hour every single week, everybody in the home needs to be masked over the age of three. And I'm going to wear a mask. Yeah. You need to wear a mask. Dan needs to wear a mask if he's there, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I I respectfully wrote back and I said, look, I, I at the point, I feel like masks should be optional, just my own opinion. Um, we're vax, we're boosted, all that stuff. Um, but tell, like, what is the, and I don't mean this to be flippant, but what is the research or, you know, can they learn as well when you're wearing a mask and every all the other adults are wearing a mask versus not? Because I, I, mean this with peace and love, but I don't want to waste my time. Like, I just don't. I don't want to do this for six months. And he sort of learns a little bit. So she wrote back. She waited like a day or a day and a half to write back. And she said, well, if you have an outdoor space, I can compromise and we can go outside without masks. So would you, okay. what would you do? Would you do, and then what would you do? Okay, I'm thinking this through. First, I was just like, oh, that's annoying about the mask, but whatever. But then, like, as you were talking, I'm like, wait a minute. Doesn't KJ need to see her mouth when she's, you know, sounding out words and stuff? Because that's that's so much of it. I almost wonder, and I'm sure there's probably research out there. I'm going to Google it after the show. How many, if there's an increase in kids that are speech delayed that have been toddlers during COVID? Because that's how we learn language is not just with our ears, but with our eyes and looking at mouths. And when you have a mask over it, I mean, that makes total sense, at least to me. But yeah, that, okay, here's what I would do. I would I would keep in the back of my head, I question this woman's intelligence and how good she is at this <laughs> job that I thought of this and she didn't. But if you already have the appointment, I would go ahead and see how it goes but I'd start looking up backup options because I'm guessing any backups are going to take you at minimum a week to get into, if not a couple of weeks. So it's yeah. not like she's going to unteach him what he's learned already. I mean, and, I hope she's not that bad. I mean, the good part about Southern California, right, is with the exception of the past like month, because it's rained almost every day, but it usually doesn't rain. So it's like we can go outside, but I know I'm already thinking – I guess I can email the woman that's like the head of it and just say, hey, you know, 
no offense, but we want somebody without a ma- that's not wearing a mask and see if she provides anyone. Or I can go private and pay $150 a week for someone to come that probably doesn't wear a mask. I would definitely, I would let, I would see how it goes. Cause maybe like that's her one, that's her one get out of jail free card. Like that's her quirk and it's not off to a good start, but maybe she's amazing. Or maybe KJ just really clicks with her. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give her up just yet, but if she's not, if she doesn't like impress you, like, okay, she seems to know what she's talking about. I would email <clears throat> the manager and say, this is what happened. This is her policy. With all due respect, it makes me question a little um, her, I'm trying to think of a not rude word, her. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, capabilities that she would not think of this herself, that a mask might get in the way of my son learning. Well, people said to me, maybe she's going to wear a clear mask, like oh, one, one of those. I- Oh, come on. I agree. Look, I'm with you. Yeah. No. This is. No, 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 no. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm at the point of like, yeah, I mean, I, it's obviously coming up. So like do the first session. I'm with you. Do the first session. See how it goes. Maybe it works fine outside because I don't mind being outdoors. We do have this little like backyard area. They can sit at a table or I can put down a, you know, kind of like mat, you know, they could sit on that. So maybe that'll work fine, you know? Yeah, I'm totally okay with like the outdoors because of her COVID concerns. My thing is, why didn't this woman think of this first? Is she any good at her job? Well, you know, I'm a little annoyed too, because we went through this whole fucking process, like three different evaluations, okay, which were all over Zoom but no at no point then we went in person to the to this organization met with the woman never wore a mask never asked us to wear a mask and i'm a little annoyed like why didn't you tell me but i guess maybe it's the maybe it's the therapist's choice maybe it's each therapist oh i'm sure it's it sounds like it's a, the therapist personal but we, i've been texting with this woman for like 2 weeks on and off she's like hey i've been assigned to you guys like send me some dates all that never mm-hmm. once like i would think that's like a big thing part of this i would think that would have been text number yeah. 1 hey i'm so and so i've been assigned to your case like i have this time available by the way I, this is like i wear a mask and i would love to know I don't know. Are you immune compromised? Like then I might be more, I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm annoyed. Yeah, see how it goes. See how it goes. See, you know, I'm sure you've done your research on techniques that they use or, you know, things that you'd expect them to know or implement and whatever activities they're going to do with KJ. So see, see if she seems like she knows her shit or, or. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. So. Anyhow, that's what's going on. Um, you know, when it comes to our kids, it's like it brings out this serious mama bear side. When you were talking, I was thinking about something that happened over spring break, which isn't at all what I don't want to talk about, but I, now I have to tell you. So we went to this place. We were staying up in the panhandle near Destin, and there's this really great boardwalk area called Harbor Walk. And it's like, um, you know, lots of shops and ice cream. And they also have like fair type activities that, you know, you can pay and do. Have you ever seen the like big inflatable bubbles that a kid can get in almost like a hamster in a wheel and yes. roll around? Yes. So they had one of those where the kids would get in the bubble, they'd blow the bubble up and then they toss them in a, um, <laughs> a pool and they float and flop around in the bubble in the pool. Harry had to do it. I was, I thought for sure he was going to freak out because they put you in the bubble with it deflated. So it's like, you know how our parents always told us, us, don't put a plastic bag over your face. You basically put your kid in a plastic bag and then they blow it up into the big bubble. Yeah. And then put him in the pool. Anyway, we did it. He didn't freak out. He was hilarious. I have videos, but he's in this pool and another little kid who's can't be older than Harry. He's got to be four or five. He's in it too. And I'm talking with his mom. We're laughing at our kids and everything. The kids start screaming his head off. Just like, not just like the upset cry, but you know, like the terrorize the house is on fire cry that they can do just like complete panic. Oh gosh. And we all look over to see what's going on. The kid's bubble is filling with water <gasps> in the pool. 
So the kid's freaking out be because he's, yes. bub- he's trapped in a bubble because it zips up the side. And I guess it wasn't zipped all the way or had a leak. It's filling with water. The mom is screaming to the guy because it's like carnival, like carnies working at, you know, like young the yeah, guys, old 14, teenagers, yeah. could care less. Exactly. So we're yelling at the guy, go get the kid. The guy goes over, pulls the bubble out. The kid is soaked head to toe in water. And the parents, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like we're all terrorized by this because the kid's scream was just you could tell he was just terrified. I'm like, this kid's going to have like PTSD from this and never want to get in the water again. The parents of the kid that got wet start going at it with like the carnival people. Not just like they don't want a refund. Like they want, they're like, you need to buy us new clothes. You need to, like, we want to speak to the owner just, and they start to get in a physical fight. And the carnies had to call security (laughs) to pull them off. Because the carnies were like, you signed a waiver. You signed a waiver. And I'm standing there and I have no problem getting involved. And they were, they were Indian and they had a thick accent. So, and they were upset too. So I don't think the carnival people totally understood And he's like, you know, show me in waiver. And anyway, so I spoke up and I was like, is there anywhere in your waiver that says your kid may, your kid's bubble may fill with water and we're not liable if, you know, your kid almost drowns in a bubble, which of course is nowhere in there, but the people didn't care. Anyway, my point in all this is like, I was, I left that and it wasn't even my kid just you know, when you're so revved up, you're just like shaking. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you're in like a cold sweat and shaking because you're just like riled up. It's, I don't know, like, what would you have done? The parents ended up leaving with security and not really accomplishing anything. But what would you do? Like, if that was your kid, I think I would have lost my fucking mind if it was Harry. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delaney Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delaney Podcast. Enjoy. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. 
Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Um, okay. Well, here's the thing. I think the refund is was appropriate, right? They should they should get their money back 100 percent Yeah, which is like eight bucks. You know, it's like nothing. It's like eight bucks. I mean, the buying the kid clothes, I I don't know. You know, I gotta think, and didn't I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, you're getting in a bubble. You're putting, like you said, you're putting a child in a plastic bag and blowing it up. I mean, there's a level <laughs> yes. of, right? I mean, there's a level of, it's like when you go, I don't even know that they have them really anymore, but like, you know, those really rinkety swings that like they go around in a oh, circle. Yeah. They, they and have like, them. They were there. And they and there's yeah. like a little rinky dink, um, you know, little like chain that, that, you know, <laughs> There's a level of you are taking your own life. It's like bungee jumping. You're taking your own life in your hands. Like, I, I don't know. Putting young so kids. You would have probably just like walked away like, okay, this is kind of my bad. Well, I would have been. I don't trust any carnival things. You right? never because, put KJ in the bubble. <laughs> I mean, I probably. No, I probably would have. But. I don't give a shit. Like, I would have jumped over the fence or whatever and been in the pool, like, getting him out, too. Like, were the parents, like, jumping over, like, getting... No, the they out? weren't. They were just yelling at the guy to do it. And it all happened really quickly. But, yeah, I probably would have jumped in the pool, too. But I'm thinking, like, okay, I wouldn't have argued with the carnies because they could care less. But I think I would have, like, asked for the owner's information, like, demanded to know who owns all this crap. And that's a good idea. And like threaten to soothe the life out of them. Yeah, I mean, thank God the child wasn't injured, but the owner should definitely know. I like that idea a lot. The owner should know that this happened and there's obviously a safety flaw in these things. So, <laughs> yeah. It and- scared the crap out of me. I'm like, oh, this is funny. I'll get some funny video. He'll love it. But- and then you saw that and you were like, no. Maybe not. But I mean, too, it's it's hard. I mean, and again, maybe maybe the people that own it, that's a great idea. Because obviously the people that work there, they are not capable of giving you, of buying you new clothes. They're they're making $15 an hour, maybe. They don't know what they're doing. Like, they don't have any power. So physically attacking them or whatever is hard because it's like... They they don't have any authority. Who who's running this place? That that's the person that you would speak to. You know. Yeah, it was a full out brawl. It was crazy. Would you town. have asked though for them to buy your kids like a new set of clothes? That seems kind of crazy. No, I would have demanded the owner's information, and then I would have told the owner like, "You're going to hear from my lawyer tomorrow if you don't do something amazing right now." Because, yeah, what would you I have wanted them to do? Like, what do you? You would have. Well, thank God. But how can you sue them? Thank God the child wasn't hurt. I don't know. I just would want. Like, there is an expectation of safety that you're putting small, you're allowing small children. Like, there was no height limit or anything for this thing. So it's the owner's responsibility to make sure it's safe. Yeah. You You can't just have a page long waiver that indemnifies you from anything under the sun think that's a reasonable expectation that your bubble that your child is in will not fill with water while they are floating in a pool and could drown. Yeah. That's really I don't know. No, anyway, that's... I don't even know why I threw that story out there. I was just thinking of like the things you do to like you go crazy to protect your kid and you will take on speech therapist. Oh Everybody, workers. having anyway. a child emboldens you big time, doesn't it? To just speak up. Um, I know. I've become, I feel I like. I've never like this before. <laughs> I was never like this before. I, but also I feel like the little bit of narcissist in me too is, I don't know if you feel this way, but having a child has also made me realize how valuable my time is. And I'm now all about like, do not waste my fucking time. Like I 
I'm like, is this going to work? Tell me the probability of everything working. You know, I feel the same way with IVF, right? I'm getting ready to interview new IVF doctors. Tell me, I want your statistics of first time transfer. Does it work? Yes or no. Okay. What's your success rate second time based on my age? But I just don't want to do this. Well, we can. And I just met with another IVF doctor, like right before I went on vacation. He was like, well, we can do. No, no. Give me the stats. And, and he would not get to the money. I'm like, tell me what your average patient pays. Well, it just depends. Well, you know. I, okay. It seems like I'm a not, black and white question. I'm not your client. I don't want, you know, and I get everybody's body is different, but you have an average of how much a client spends with you. So then I have a, a range of I need to save $30,000 or I need to save $20,000, whatever it is. You, you know, you've been doing this over a decade. You know the success rate, right? Don't you, don't you feel like children no, I get make it. you realize, I totally get don't it. waste it's my like, time? You're just, I think it's just when you're a mother, especially, yeah, especially if you've been doing it a while, you just are so, you're so exhausted and pushed to the edge and you've invested so much in like these tiny humans. Like this is what my life is all about now. I've put all my eggs in that basket, like, I guess, literally, I put my eggs into these little bodies. <laughs> like you, I will have zero tolerance for anybody trying to fuck with that. Like I've put way too much into it. And yeah. and I think that's probably why you feel that way about like your time. And like, you I know, have so little time. Do not waste what I have. And of course, I've felt this way like the past two years, but the older I get to, I just, I don't care if people like me anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I used to be really, I used to be like, oh, you know, I want to be really, and I, I love everyone that listens. I'm, I'm so grateful and, and I want people to share their opinion, but I just, I don't know. I care less about what people think about me. Oh, totally. I don't get like a lot of hate. I remember when we had um, Mason on the mic on and you two were laughing about like, when you start getting trolls and hate comments, oh. you know you've made it. I, I guess I haven't made it yet because I don't get them that often. But I got one the other day. It was actually a clip I posted of our last podcast where we talked about like the anniversary of Peter's death. And I posted that clip. Um, and somebody commented like, oh, my gosh, it's been two years and you guys are still milking that milking cane for all it's worth. And I wrote, I usually would not reply, but I wrote back to them and I was like, no, this isn't about Cain. This is about Peter, the father of my children on the anniversary of his death. I think I'm allowed to talk about that. Go ahead to, you know, the top corner of your phone and hit that unfollow button. It's just like, okay, go away. Bye-bye. Good for you. I just don't, like, I don't have any patience for that. I mean, you're never going to change somebody's mind. And yeah, just, I think it's just, there's so much more, there's so much more important things going on in your life when you become a mom that the petty shit just does not matter. And beyond that, it doesn't matter. It pisses you off. So you're like, I don't have time for this. I am, couldn't agree with you more. And I love when people write that shit to you and me as though we didn't uh, – you were married to him. You had a family with him. Uh, I worked for w- with him for six years. Like people – I love to, uh, you know, tell you – who, by the way, probably never even met him, never worked with him for – never were married to him, clearly. Never had children. But they can't wait to tell <laughs> you about your experience and when you should just stop discussing an experience. It's like, fuck – off you know i mean i would never dream of commenting on somebody's page like okay yeah you really need to stop talking about you know your dead husband it's been a couple of years people do that the dead parent of your kids like time to get over it like please anyway we could do a whole episode on internet trolls but talk to me on that we've done that been there done that Talk to me about That's true. We did spend an <laughs> I was being sarcastic, but we did spend an episode talking about that. Yeah, I think and- after we did, I don't know what post we did, but we did another post a while back that people were like, oh, the same thing, you know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't Just care. Just don't listen then. Um All right. Tell me so about I nature versus you. nurture. Yeah, I, I like that. Right. I really want your take and I really want all of our listeners' takes on it because I the majority, aside from the one off comment, I really value 
you know, all the other moms' opinions that um, we interact with on on social media and through the podcast. So I want to know opinions on this. I was sitting down to dinner with my family, you know, because I have this big family and we are not like the waspy, don't talk about anything or fight in public or anything like that family. Like we're a loud Latin family. And I don't remember how it came up, but my sisters and I were talking about mental health. And is it hereditary? Is it in your genes? Or where does it come from? Because I've had, you know, episodes of depression before. My sisters have both dealt with anxiety. And my brother has dealt with anxiety, like to a clinical level. And, you know, my mom, she'll never admit it, but she absolutely has clinical anxiety. Like, but she's in her 60s. So at this point, she's like, that's just who I am. You know, whatever. I'll never go to therapy. So when we brought it up, I was kind of shocked. My mom and my stepdad like looked at us and they're like, it's not in our family. It's not in your genes. Are you crazy? They're like, it was different in our time. You know, you guys, it's it's because of the years that you're growing up and you don't have to go through war or hard times. And you're always on your screens looking at social media and like that stuff always tells you there's something wrong with you. Like it's experiential that you guys have all had anxiety or depression issues. It has nothing to do with her family genetics. And we got in kind of a heated argument about it. Like, you know, we feel very clearly, my my siblings and I, like there's no way there's not a genetic link here. And the reason why you guys were never diagnosed is because nobody talked about it then. You know, nobody went to therapy. Mental health was very like, you know, hush, hush, or just stick them in an insane asylum. There weren't treatment programs or awareness. So long story short, you know, we both agreed to disagree on it, the two sides, but I'm curious what you think, you know, do you think that it is that the rise in people being diagnosed now with all array of mental health problems is because it's in our genetics and it has been for generations, but we're just better about coming forward and recognizing it now? Or is it we're all just really fucked up by the last, you know, 20 to 40 years we've been growing up in, and that's why we're all being diagnosed with it now? No, I I agree with you guys. I think, you know, because I we talk about this a lot in therapy. Shaman and I have been in therapy for years. Yeah, people have always had the human condition, which is anxiety, uh, depression, mental health things forever, right? I mean, if if you talk to your parents, my grandparents, our parents, they always knew people, right? Like you said, that had to be host- institutionalized. It's been going on forever. It just, right, exactly what you said, was not openly talked about. People never went to therapy. I can remember even when I was in high school and, you know, my dad died, like nobody ever suggested we should go to therapy, no, and people always thought if you went to therapy in my family, you were nuts. You know, it was like, what are you a nut? You know, you don't need to go. What? And so I, I, no, I think it's awesome where we're at with mental health that people are talking about it, that people are realizing. I think it is passed down from generations. You know, you definitely you can be predisposed to it. Now, saying all that, because I like I could see, I and I'm sure you've seen this in your family, like my grandfather was in World War II, came back after being a prisoner of war, all this stuff, never got any help, help ever. Because I mean, it was 1950, 19 was before that, 1940 something. So he was just expected to go back to his life and try to live. But over the years, I mean, he was an alcoholic. He was physically abusive to my dad. He, he got into a fight at a town council meeting when he was like 70. I mean, you know, he had a lot of clearly issues wrong that no one ever talked about. So I love, I think we're in this awesome space where people can seek help all the time and talk about their mental health. Now that said, I do with everything, right? There's always like extremes. I think now because we are so open to like talking about it, there are people I think to your parents' point, that it's like it consumes them, you know? And and I think we are living, my own personal opinion is, I think we're living in the greatest time ever. I think about with taking care of children, right? Flying across the country with my son. First of all, 
in what fucking era now can in like basically 14 hours can you fly from one tip of the country to the next in a plane you're there and i have like a youtube channel that shows endless tv to my son so he can like be mesmerized I mean what did our parents do our parents did have it in some ways much harder than we did and certainly our grandparents so I think when you have so many choices and things are so good I think there is a level or a certain group of people that are always going to be like they're so consumed by that and they have so much like they don't realize how bad things were because mental health has been happening forever we're just in a point where it's awesome. You have so many things that you can talk about. But I do think in a way things are so good. All right. Huge thank you to our main sponsor, David Rubin. MDLaw.com is the website. And Rubin Law has been in business for almost 30 years. Look, they serve just Maryland. MD Laws. Excuse me. There's an S. MDLaws.com is the website. You got to go there because you can make a free consultation with David Rubin, who has been a family lawyer, as I mentioned, for nearly 30 years. David is an expert in dealing with narcissistic partners and difficult partners. Oh, my gosh. If you haven't heard him on our show he's been on with Natasha and me he's he's answered your most asked divorce questions he gives you a heads up on what you need to know before you file he's unbelievable on top of that Ruben law firm handles wills and estate planning criminal and traffic defense bankruptcy and more check out Ruben law firm mdlaws.com they're a one-stop shop uh, but if you are going through a divorce you want to call a lawyer you want to get a lawyer's opinion before you even talk to your spouse. Um, we've heard so many horror stories, and thank you guys so much for sharing your positives and negatives. So introduce and meet our guy, David Rubin, mdlaws.com. And I mean, you can get political about this, but I think that's why you see a lot of infighting or like at least I hate to blame the media because they're not it's not their fault. But I think why there's so much talk of like Americans fighting against Americans or there's so much division is because, I mean, things are good, right? We don't we're not fighting a you know, World War II, people didn't even fucking know. They were like starving. They didn't know if the world was going to exist. Uh, an atomic bomb was dropped. I mean, it was awful. Like, yeah, Americans kind of had to be united because we didn't even know if we were going to exist in four years, you know? Now, we know, you know, yeah, there's there's certainly always going to be wars, but things are really good. People have access to so much. You think people almost like look for problems when there's not massive problems going on well I think it's all relative right like if you don't have any if you've grown up and things have always been good right you don't have to worry about being drafted you don't have to worry about you know I mean the chances of a nuclear bomb being dropped on us are pretty slim you know there's not a lot of like fear like that so I think it's all relative right in a lot of people's worlds it's like oh my god my life is so awful whatever is going on I can't get a job or something like that and it's like the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. 50 years ago, people would have like slapped you across the face and been like, 
get the fuck out and go to the the mill and like get you know no one no one wants to hear go you to <laughs> go work at the mill no one wants to hear you bitch we don't have a you know no one can afford a television now everybody has like six TVs in their house so I think it's I that's my take what's your take because I, I no do- I totally get that and I think a lot of it I mean I think that's just our nature as human beings that in in times of good we will still find something bad to either be, you know, angry about, resentful about, feel, you know, entitled about, like, why don't I have blank? You know, I'm even guilty of that. I was thinking about this earlier today, you know, it was hard coming back from vacation. And I was like, gosh, life would be so much better if we lived near my family. And it was hard coming back here. And this morning I was doing like my morning prayers and stuff. And I was like, my gosh, Natasha, Like, are you going to find a problem with whatever situation you're in? Because, you know, four years ago, three years ago, you didn't have your daughters, you know, like life really was traumatically awful. And now you have them every day. You're financially taken care of. You have a roof over your head. You get to do something you love for extra work. So I, I do think it is human nature to kind of, always find something wrong, especially in the absence of there being something legitimately wrong, like in a time of world war. But I don't know, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And I was sharing this with you before with Sam, you know, she's starting to show without, I'll just say how much I know she wouldn't mind me saying, but she's had some issues with anxiety and with depression. And obviously that was played a major role in the death of her father and and how awful life got for him and everybody around them. But I'm focusing on for him those last years of his life. And I think about when he was Sam's age, was he already like this? Was he starting to show signs like she is? And because it was a different time, it wasn't recognized. Would he have turned out differently if they had been able to catch it when he was younger or is this just something he turned into as an adult you know because of the circumstances like the perfect storm and i don't know i guess i'd like to believe i kind of would like to believe that it's a little genetic in the sense that maybe then i can do something about it because we're catching it early maybe he wouldn't have turned out that way if they had caught it early but um I don't know. I mean, I never showed, on the other hand, I never showed any signs of mental illness my entire life uh, up until my adult life in my 30s. Um, there was never any any sort of depression or anxiety or anything. And then situationally, it arose because of the, you know, experiences going on around me. So it's, it's I go back and forth about which one I think it more is because it's hard to argue that all of my siblings and I have struggled with this at some point point in our lives. But like my mom asked, she's like, who in our family has had mental health problems? And like we have one uncle who's schizophrenic. But then as my mom quickly pointed out, that was from a different side of the family that we're not blood related to. But I was like, mom, you, you have anxiety, which of course that blew up the whole conversation because she doesn't think she does, but I couldn't think of anybody else. But that doesn't necessarily mean they don't have it. It's just because nobody was diagnosing it. So all that to say, I I really don't, I don't know the answer. I guess I think it, it could be both, which doesn't really draw, you know, a line in the sand, but I can see it both ways. Well, and you guys, I mean, it's such a blessing. This is what I mean about like current, like with Sam, thank God we're living in this time. Like I said this to you before the show, you guys have to give yourself a break all the time. What you've been through is so much. And, you know, people don't even know the half of it. That's just what, you know, you can share and the girls can share right now. So the fact that you're on it, like just saying to the fact that you guys are even saying to Sam, like, anything you know if you're not feeling well like we can we can talk about it like that's huge and I don't you know I I I don't know what Peter's situation was but even like my own like I said when my dad died you know it was like we talked about it for two weeks and then it was you know on with it and 
it doesn't work like that, you know? Same with anxiety, right? You can go years and not have any anxiety, and then something happens, right? Your partner gets sick, your child's sick, you lose your job, and then all that anxiety comes back. So, and I, I don't care who you are. I don't care how great your childhood was. I think everybody has something. Um, you know, when you say mental health, right, I feel like then we automatically all go to like, oh, my God, are you schizophrenic? Are you bipolar? Are you clinically yeah. depressed? But I think we all have mental health at different points in my life. Now, looking back at my college years, I'm like, I was depressed. Was I, did I need to be medicated? No. But I was like overeating. I hated myself. And really, it was because the college I went to, it, in a lot of ways, it was great. But it really wasn't me. You know, it was very academically challenging. I am not that academic. <laughs> Clearly, I just talk for a living. You know, I should have been at a broadcasting school, but I didn't know that, you know? I shouldn't have been yeah. at a school where all the women who are awesome were becoming doctors and therapists and all. I'm like, no, I'm not. I want to fucking be a radio DJ. I don't want to. I don't give a shit about Calculus 8, you know? I, I just don't. So I... No, I think it's awesome. I think it's great you guys can have that conversation even with your family members. And I, I see it with my own mom too. Like it, I think it, it is generational. I think it's great that our generation is just willing to say, hey, you know, it's okay. It's okay to reach out for help and, and keep talking about it. And with the girls and you, it's going to be years before you guys are at a place of like, mem you know, good memories of Peter and not like – being so sad all the time it's gonna take a long time that is not a fix that's like okay one year and then everybody's gonna be great yeah yeah definitely it's interesting you know I've been um this kind of switching gears a little but not not totally you know with how much we're doing about mental health these days and thinking like we focus so much now or at least I think a lot of moms do on like the psychology behind parenting. And I've been, oh my gosh, I don't know if this is just having a boy or this is just my boy, but parenting is so much harder with him than it ever was with the girls. He's just, he's a wild man. He has so much energy and oh. he is incredibly smart and incredibly stubborn. So when it comes to like rules, it's very, it's very gray line for him. It's very fuzzy. So, and just being like, you know, like our parents would have been, a, you know, you get smacked or you get spanked or whatever if you disobey. Now, like I follow a lot of people on Instagram that teach gentle parenting and thinking about the psychology of kids and how to raise them to be, you know, empathetic and independent, uh, you know, young people. And it's just... I say all that because like we're in a really good place now that there's a lot of awareness, but I hope that we can get to an even better place when the girls are having kids and when, you know, Harry's having kids that really as parents right now focusing on their mental health just as much as their physical health is going to make a drastic difference, you know, a couple generations from now. I hope so, oh, I at least. I love that. Uh, by the way, I want, I want to look at the gentle parenting because it is so – isn't it hard to, like, not – you know, I don't know what to do because this was a this was a interesting moment. And you know, I like I kind of spanked him on the bottom, but I didn't I do not believe in like hitting kids hard or getting a belt or like I feel so bad for people that had to like go and pick out a belt so their parents could be oh my God, that's psychologically that's so fucked up. But I mean I was smacked as a kid, like, you know, on the back of your head or something. It's like get out of you know. And yeah. KJ, when he was at my mom's, they have a wood stove and we have the kid gate up. But he, just like your son, like loves to push the limits. So the entire time he's always trying to pull the gate back so he can go around to the hot wood stove. So he can't, you know, he kept looking at me and he did it. And then anyway, you know, you turn around for two seconds and then he's on the other side, you know, next to the walking towards the wood stove. So I grab him and I just like smack his bottom. And of course he like throws himself to the ground and tears and all this stuff. But I'd be curious, like, is that what they recommend? What do they, because to me, I don't believe in hitting a child, except when it comes to safety, I think that kids need to like realize, like they don't know how dangerous it is, right? We never, even when you're yeah. a teenager, you don't realize how dangerous being behind the wheel is, being distracted, it, not just killing yourself, your friends, somebody else. So I do think kids 
like how do you get through and not like get through of like oh let's you know let's talk about this it's like no this is like life or death you you know yeah. you well, get, I think that's I don't know. yeah I think that's different and also how old is KJ again two yeah he's two so he's still really little like I definitely would have you know I'm okay with if there's like a danger, like they're about to grab a hot pot or, you know, on the stove or whatever, like, you know, smacking their hand or something yeah. just to like, because when they're that little, you, you, and I don't know if this is fucked up or not parenting, but you get that big reaction of, you know, like tears and everything. It's like, I don't know if it actually works, but it feels like you, you made a difference that all of a sudden they're going to associate this with a really negative experience. But as they get older and they understand more, I'm just getting to the point where I feel like that doesn't work. You know, it, this really came up a lot over spring break. Like oh. Harry, he will run and like take off and he thinks it's fun. Like you should chase him, but he won't look back. You know, the kid will just keep going until he's in a sea of strangers. So, you know, like the whole time my parents are like, you got to do something. You know, you've got to teach him. He's going to get hurt. And the girls are always complaining to me, like, you don't discipline him enough. But I feel like when I try to discipline him in a, like, use my stern mom voice or, you know, scowl as hard as I can and make the mean mom face, that would have scared the girls. It just makes him push back even more. Like, he sees that on as, like, I'm just going to push back even more. So I'm trying to do it differently where... Like this one woman says, she's like, instead, she's like, kids need, do need consequences, but instead of the consequence being a negative reaction or punishment from you, the consequence should be that you help them understand why they did what they did. Like, for example, I'm trying to think of the example she yeah, gave, but yeah, I want to know. You know, it would be like, you know, I, you know, why did you hit your sister or whatever? It'd be like, I can see that you're very frustrated right now and you're feeling very upset. And when we have lots of emotions, it's tough to know what to do, you know, like trying to get on their level and take the, the focus away from the act that they did and the punishment to like the feelings behind it, because toddlers and young kids they don't have impulse control or the ability to really reflect on why they're doing what they're doing. I don't know. I'm trying it because I don't know what else to do with the girls. It, it, I could do like stern mommy and stuff. And then with like the big stuff and anything else, talk about their feelings and everything else. But with him, man, like he will wake up in the morning and he'll go, mama, today I'm boss today. I'm the mom and everybody's the kids. Like that he'll wake up and just decide that. I'm like, that's not quite how it works, bud. And he's like, yeah, it is. I said so. Like, who are you, you little dictator? <laughs> oh, God, Natasha. I I'm curious know. what other parents think, if they think gentle parenting is just a crock or because my family is all like, you're crazy to be doing it that way. Like, you know, that's not how we raised you. Does he, he needs you no know, boundaries. What do you do? Like, okay, when you do take something, like, does he get time out? Does he lose a, yeah. like, does he lose? So I give a how warning. Does that work? The say I end up giving like 12 warnings, but I give a warning. Like, you know, if you do that again, you know, you're going to do a timeout. And I do the one minute for how old they are. So it'd be five minutes now for him. Um, or like I use the iPad a lot, like I'm going to take away your iPad time. You know, if you like, he'll be stubborn and not want to clean up the toys and be like, you need to help me clean them, you know, and you say it over and over and he'll refuse. Oh, but I feel like it, I, I just feel like it doesn't make a difference. Like one, I hate taking the iPad away or the video time away. Cause I feel like that punishes me. Yeah. You got it. I, I, you know, I'm like, with you. I, I'm going to be facing not that. I want to take I away know. iPad time. I love iPad time, but you know, I'll do timeout, but I'm not, I don't know. I don't feel like it. I feel like he, he's like, meh, I could do five minutes on my head, whatever, you know, he'll sit there, but he won't kick and scream. And like, it doesn't make that impact. Like you talked about with KJ, how he had the meltdown and he recognized it. <sighs> Timeout doesn't do it, but I, I can't, I'm not going to beat him. I know. I don't know. I know. 
Oh, every kid, every kid is different. It's so true. And what type of um, parent do you think you're going to be as now he's getting into the age of rules and stuff? I have no idea. Um, like I'm super lenient. Okay. Like the other thing, right. Is he ate healthy the first like six to eight months that he started solid foods. Now I know exactly where you're going with that. <laughs> now it's just French fries, chicken nuggets and fruit. That's like it. Right. Um, and, you know, it's like, do I want to fight him on everything? Because because what you do, right, is you put out vegetables. He sits there. He doesn't eat them. And then he gets down. And then he goes to the refrigerator and he wants a pouch. He, and, of course, you know, you go to your pediatrician and your dentist. Don't do pouches because kids' teeth now are, like, getting softer because all they do is eat pouches. They don't chew hard things, right? Like, back I in, didn't know that one. Oh, well, our dentist talks about that. The pediatrician dentist talks about that all the time. Kids' jaws are getting more they're having more issues with teeth and the teeth being like um oh uh I don't know like gums and being like well rooted because they eat such soft stuff and of course like 100 years ago well not even 100 years ago but 40 years ago they had to eat harder things right like more raw vegetables they had to eat like more you know chew on things like people let them chew on chicken bones and stuff like I'm like I so they're already years ago kids were not chewing on chicken bones Sarah they were they had like bottles until they were four years old like they were doing plenty of bad stuff then but do you think they they had like yogurt and and milk and oatmeal and soft stuff yeah I think they had to eat more like meat and vegetables and tough things oh my gosh that's one of those that I would tell you not to worry about like I'm sure they say like don't make food a battle I don't. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm not going to fight him over. I'm like, eat whatever you – I don't care. Eat what you want. Yeah, that's like, the one thing that I can actually do with Harry because I'll leverage any sort of treat later. You know, the girls will get some ice cream or a popsicle or something and be like, okay, well, you got to eat, you know, the broccoli with the steak too. We're not doing fries tonight. And if he eats it, he gets the treat. And that usually works. So basically I have to bribe him to eat healthy food with a bribe of unhealthy food. <laughs> see, I don't know what type of parent. I, see, I feel like I'm going to kind of be like my parents, which were, there weren't, like, as long as you were doing safe things, there weren't a ton of rules. Like, you know, Seth and I would, like, beat each other up. You know, and they'd separate us. And then, you know, we'd go back to playing. And it just kind of, like, that would happen over and over, right? Like, they never really, there weren't, like, a lot of consequences for that, I guess. <laughs> So there were all there were just always consequences for safety things like that was like the thing and they did smack us. again it wasn't like you never got a belt you never got a switch you never got it was like no I got spanked like everybody got spanked they would pull your arm they'd slap your ass and they'd be like you're you're in your room or you're going in the room and they would basically sit there with us for I don't know how long felt like eternity and you know you melted down and you know they would kind of talk to you but it would be like. You know, they and they didn't care where it they were or anything. Like they would so I don't know. I and I kind of think it worked. Like I think we had both my brother and I had a good sense of like safety of what that so that, but then the rest of it, I mean, they were like people always joke now. Like Seth and I would color on the walls of their house. Like people were like, You you let them do way too much shit. And it's true. I mean, our house was like a mess. Like we colored on the walls. But you turned we, out fine. <laughs> ish mostly yeah I mean I have no by no means perfect but I think so I'm kind of like with that like them like they didn't care they they were like and we always watch television we always watch tv at night we watch tv Saturday mornings and then they go out and do something you know later but they needed their them time and man you get tired you know I feel like I was getting like so much not it really wasn't that bad but I was just getting judgment from whether it was my family or the girls, you know, like you're not tough enough on him, but but maybe you're right, and it doesn't work. I mean, you know your own child best, and try it that way and see if it resonates, and then see what happens. Because I don't know, you know, I mean, yeah, are you guys going to be at war if you end up? I don't know. It's a hard one. It that uh, yeah, I don't know, and it's tough when two parents are on two different pages. Like I am a much more lenient parent than like his dad is. Like his dad's like, no YouTube, you know, little, very little TV, eat healthy food. Like he's just a lot stricter than I am. I'm much more. Oh. Like, but if you're happy and 
you're not hurting anybody, then whatever, buddy. Oh, you know, that's go probably that's probably it. That's probably so hard for Harry. Probably because he, you know, if he has all those rules and he comes to you, he's probably like pushing the boundaries of like he doesn't want any rules. Yeah, oh, maybe. I don't know. That's hard. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, we certainly covered the spectrum today. <laughs> no, we got to go. We covered the spectrum. Where do people follow you? Yes, I want to hear back. I want to hear back. Like, we need to hear back about the speech pathologist. Yes. I want to hear back about nature versus nurture with mental health. And if you have, if you're doing gentle parenting or you've done it and it's a crock full of shit, I want to hear from you. Yeah, please. At Ms. Pink Monster, MS Pink Monster on Instagram. I'm on everywhere else, but I'll respond to you on Instagram. Love it. Bye, Natasha. See you, my friends. Bye.